The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Appreciate you joining the show. It is called Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me if you'd like to join the show. You can also hit us up on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, We also, you can go out and check out the podcast as well. Uh, We'll certainly be uploading this show. Uh, uh, to make sure that we get it up and running so you all can hear what we're talking about in case you missed today's show. A lot of stuff to talk about today. We've got, what, 11 days out until the election. Uh, It is going to be cataclysmic uh, as it relates one side or the other. Uh, And we'll talk about that and some of the observations I have moving forward. Uh, we'll also talk about today, We it's almost like you can't cannot talk about this Kanye West thing, and I've been talking about it for quite some time, but more importantly, I want to talk about, or at least I want to ask the question, who are today's black leaders? If you go back in, you know, in generations there were particular black leaders but who are they today and if what some young people believe or I should say if some of these young people believe some of these people are leaders we are in a we are in a world of trouble we'll talk about that it's an interesting question um we're talking about your platform is your face. All of this is going to, and I have some, I have an idea of what, when I, what I'm talking about here, when you talk about the media and it's, and what you represent and how you represent yourself. It's important for us to understand that. And, There are some young people just simply don't care and get upset when the mainstream ignores you or minimizes you or stereotypes you. We'll talk about that today as well. Um, Also, we might start to show off what the, the latest conspiracy theory I'm I'm flabbergasted. Not necessarily that someone would say this, 
that people would consider this person a valid um, candidate for a governor of a state. And if we get to it, I'm going to ask the question, should racism be considered a mental disorder? Some black psychologists and psychiatrists believe so. We'll ask that question. So, that's what's on the agenda today. Ought to be a fun show. I hope you'll make sure you share this show with your friends and relatives. Girlfriend, boyfriend. My goal this this upcoming 2023 is to get up to 5,000 listeners. Okay? So I need your help to do that. Black Focus Radio. All right, so before we move forward, let's go ahead and um, do our Black Facts. Dynamic Black Facts. Our culture, our history, our people. So today when I was searching for a good black fact, I just happened to run across this website. And uh, let's see, it is called Because of Them We Can. I like that. And it just said, uh, this month in black history, important things that happened in October that you have never learned And it gives you a complete list of some very, very important things in black history that just happened to happen here in October, happened to happen here in October. So I'm going to just go through the list, if you don't mind, because it's kind of fascinating. On October 1st, 1937, the Spring Iron Medal was awarded to NAACP Secretary Walter White for his role as an advocate in the anti-lynching movement. On October 1st, 1952, Joseph Black made history as the first black pitcher in the World Series. Just on a side note, the World Series begins tonight, and although there is a black manager, which is Dusty Baker for the Houston Astros, whom I will be cheering for, I'm an Astros fan, But for the first time in decades, there is not a black player on the active World Series roster. We'll talk about this more on Saturday on the Weekly Sports Magazine, 8 to 10 a.m. on jordanradio.com. But I digress. October 2nd, 1967, Thurgood Marshall made history as the first black Supreme Court justice to be sworn in on October 2nd, 2005. World-renowned playwright August Wilson passed away at 60. On October 2nd, 1800, revolutionary insurrectionist Nat Turner was born in Southampton County, Virginia. On October 3rd, 1904, Mary McLeod Bethune opened the Daytona Normal and Industrial School in Daytona, 
Beach. On October 4th, 1864, Dr. Louis Charles Rodinez launched the New Orleans Tribune, the first African-American daily newspaper which was published in both French and English. October 4th, 1951, Henrietta Lacks passed away from cervical cancer after treatment at John Hopkins University in Baltimore, Maryland. October 6, 1871, the Jubilee Fisk Singers of Fisk University began their first national singing tour. October 6, 1917, activist Fannie Lou Hamer was born. October 7, 1897, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was born. October 7, 1931, Archbishop Desmond Tutu was born. October 7, 1934, poet and activist Amiri Baraka was born. October 7, 1993, Toni Morrison was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in Literature. Man, there was a lot of stuff that happened on October 7th for the folks. On October 9th, Mary Ann Shad became the first black woman publisher, and she was born. Well, she was born on October 9th. October 11th, Alexander Miles received a patent for the automatic elevator doors. I bet y'all didn't know that, did you? Yeah. Elevators was created by a brother. That's him. I knew that. All right. On October 12th, activist and comedian Dick Gregory was born. October 13th, inventor Garrett T. Morgan patented the gas mask. He's the same guy that great stoplights. Y'all know that? On October 13th, NFL Hall of Famer and co-owner of the first black-owned energy drink, Jerry Rice, was born. October 14th, 1958, Washington, D.C. Bar Association voted to accept African Americans as members. October 14th, 1964, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. made history as the youngest person to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. On October 15th, 1938, Fela Kuti, the pioneer of Afrobeat, was born. October 16th, 1995, Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan held Million Man March at the National Mall in Washington, D.C. On October 17, 1956, Mae Jemison, the first black woman astronaut to go to space, was born. On October 17, 2019, Maryland Congressman Elijah Cummings passed away at the age of 68. On October 19, 1859, educator Bird Perlman, founder of the Virginia State College, was born. On October 19, 1870, the first black Republicans, Joseph H. Rainey, Robert DeLorge, and Robert B. Elliott, was elected to the House of Representatives in 1870. 
October 21st, 1872, John Conyers made history as the first African-American to serve in the United States Naval Academy. October 21st, 1979, fashion designer Lois Alexander opened the Black Fashion Museum in Harlem, New York. October 22nd, 1955, the first black post office opened in Atlanta. October 24th, 1948, activist Kwaizi M. Fume was born in Baltimore, Maryland. October 25th, 1940, Benjamin O. Davis made history as the first black general in the United States Army. October 26th, 1911, the Queen of Gospel, Mahalia Jackson, was born. October 27th, 1924, trailblazing actress Ruby Dee was born. October 27th, 1981, former UN ambassador and civil rights activist Andrew Young was elected mayor of Atlanta, Georgia. On October 30th, Muhammad Ali defeated George Foreman in a heavyweight boxing title match in 1974. October 31st, 1945, Booker T. Washington was inducted into the Hall of Fame for Great Americans. October 1944, the United States Navy began admitting black women via the waves women accepted for volunteer emergency service to the program. It just goes on. This is such a great piece. There's just a few more. October 1950, political scientist Ryan's Ralph Bunch made history as the first black man to win the Nobel Peace Prize. October 1966, the Black Panther Party was founded in Oakland, California by Huey P. Newton and Bobby Seale. In October 1998, Colin Powell began service as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. October 2009, forever President Barack Obama won the Nobel, Nobel Peace Prize. October 2019, Simone Biles made history as the most decorated gymnast of all time, winning her fifth consecutive all-around world gymnastics title and a 25th world medal. October 21st, 2021, Bubba Wallace made history as the first black driver to win a NASCAR Cup Series race since 1960. That's from the Associated Press. As you can see, there were quite a few things that went on in October that helped move the nation forward, that helped move black folks forward. Those were leaders. The question that I have for you, coming back from the break, What leaders and who are they will move the black experience forward into the future? 
something to ponder. And that's our black fact for today. Keep listening to Black Focus Radio for more dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people on joinetradio.com. And if you would like to sponsor Dynamic Black Facts, give us a call at 615-554-0568. I'll hook you up with a nice advertising package. Okay? Need some sponsors for that for that great, great piece that we do every, every day here on Black Focus Radio. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, we'll piggyback off of these Black Facts. And we'll get into our subject matter. Because it's important for us, well, more so for young people, to start determining who their leaders are and how they want them to lead. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, the ones you got right now, at least the ones that are rearing their heads, they're terrible. Who are your leaders and what are their backgrounds as opposed to their leaders? Now, I don't mean as far as your socioeconomic background. I'm talking about your education, your accomplishments. And again, just because you have money doesn't make you a leader. Okay? There are a whole lot of people out there that got a lot of money and made a lot of money have a lot of money they're no leaders we'll take a break we're back in a moment you're listening to the weekly well you're listening to Black Focus Radio on joinedradio.com W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Hello, this is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. 
Dynamic Dave for JoinetRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social gathering? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinetradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from nine to five. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. All right. Welcome back to the show. Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683. That is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you want to join the show. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Man, I got to talk about this new conspiracy theory. 
I guess we'll go ahead and get that out of the way uh, because all of this really surrounds voting and and choosing leaders and how you choose leaders. So this is a great a great story to start on. And by now we all know that the leadership in the Republican Party has went haywire. And I'm being kind. Uh, in fact, what we're having in the Republican Party is really not just haywire, but a danger to us all. Uh, it doesn't really matter what socioeconomic background you are in. Uh, what these leaders are proposing is a danger to America, uh, to democracy. And I think a lot of people agree with that. That's why you're seeing a lot of, in some of the polling, that democracy in a lot of cases, I've been seeing it, uh, the second most concerned item for a lot of the polling. Uh, and certainly the third most above a lot of the other things. And if, if that is true, then maybe the American people are paying attention. And, but we'll see. We'll know in 11 days when people go to the polls and vote. And certainly, I hope you'll go and vote. I'm going to do early voting. I'm probably going to do it Saturday when I leave the uh, weekly sports magazine and go ahead and get that out of the way. Um, but hopefully you'll get out there and vote. And, and this is, when I talk about leadership, and, and, as, and we've talked about this leadership thing for months now. And I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but as I've told you over and over again, the things that we talk about on this show are far more in-depth than who's sleeping with who. You know, that's just what I deal with here. And we deal with facts. You don't, we don't have a group of people on this show uh, just to make funnies. And we've been talking about this leadership thing for a long time. But as you can see, unfortunately, even the, I guess, the lack of decent candidates in the Republican Party, there's, maybe there's an epidemic here. And maybe I'm jumping to the conclude to too quickly to conclusions to say that black leadership is literally non-existent. Well, I'm not because it is. But but let me just read this story to you from CNN. The Republican gubernatorial nominee in Michigan invoked a conspiracy that the COVID nineteen pandemic and protest in the summer of 2020 after the killing of George Floyd was part of a decades-long plan by the Democratic Party to topple the United States for retaliation for losing the U.S. Civil War, adding that the party wanted to enslave people again. <sighs> I'm just let that marinate for a moment. Do, do, let me go back and read it again because I need you all to understand this. This is a white woman 
who is running for the governor, governorship in the state of Michigan. Okay. Her name is Tudor Dixon, by the way, so we want to make sure we get it. All right, so here it goes. She invoked a conspiracy theory that the COVID-19 pandemic and protests in the summer of 2020 after the killing of George Floyd were part of a decades-long plan by the Democratic Party to topple the United States as retaliation for losing the U.S. Civil War, adding that the party wanted to enslave people all over again. I'm not going to even try to analyze that for, for you, bro. As I said, her name is Tudor Dixon. A former TV news anchor made the remarks on a far-right streaming news network, Real America's Voice, which hosts former Trump advisor Steve Bannon's show. In the six-minute monologue, at the beginning of the show, Dixon said that after the attempted creation of the Black House autonomous zone outside the White House, okay, referring to the cordon-off area near the White House erected by activists, that Democrats were using the moment to topple the United States. The country today is divided, and this was the plan. It's been in the works for years, according to Dixon. The idea that you can topple the greatest country in the world But to topple a country like the United States, you must be planning this for decades. Why wouldn't that come from the party that lost the Civil War? The party that wanted to own people because they viewed them as less than human. Do you think the Democrats are over-losing the North? Oh, gosh. Yes, she said it. Clearly don't know history because those Democrats are now Republicans. And you know exactly what they're trying to do, right? Topple the United States government. You see what I'm saying about these people and their projections? This this white replacement theory was really them all along. Remember we talked about that, where it was them all along who had the white replacement theory was to actually use white people to replace people of color. That's what that was all about because of genetics. But what did they do? They flipped it around to say that, oh, they're trying to replace us, when in fact that it was them who started the replacement theory. Same thing applies with CRT. Is it, oh, they're trying to rewrite history. But when you go back and you look at all the things from antiquity, and of course, if you listen to the show today or yesterday, you, you heard Dr. Ben Yoakum making the very point that everything came from Africa in the debate that he had with the rabbi, the white rabbi, who made some outlandish and ludicrous attempted points until Dr. Ben slapped him a couple of times. 
So this is how they project. But again, it goes back to what I've been saying all along is that these are the types of people that are running for office in America and what equalizes the playing field between you and them is your vote. And the question is, are you going to vote? And are you going to vote the correct way? It is not about party. At the end of the day, if I can't agree on the Republican or the Democrat, then here's, here's my standard. What does it mean for democracy? If you can't agree on any other standard, if uh, you're for abortion, you're against abortion. You're for um, uh, uh, CRT, you're against CRT. Whatever you're for or against, the you can continue to have those delineations between the two parties. You're blue, you're, you're red, whatever it is, independent, green party, it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, the process that we are favored, have been favored to have, is one man, one vote. Or one man, or I should say one American, one vote. Okay? We all get that. And at the end of the day, when you go to the polls this in 11 days, Maybe that should be your underwriting factor. Then no, it's not perfect for everybody. It sure hasn't been perfect for black folks for 400 years. All right? No, it didn't start off the way we wanted it to. No, yeah, our people were enslaved. I'm telling you. I go back. I'm, I'm doing Ancestry.com, and I'm fascinated. I can tell you that uh, I'd say about 80% of my DNA came from Africa. It's been processed. I sent it in. It's it's crazy. Y'all to try it. Okay? But at the end of the day, which means, by the way, West Africa, to be precise, which means that, yes, my ancestors came over here on, probably on slave ships. We're still searching, but we'll see. But regardless of how it started, here is where we are today. And the question is, do we enjoy what we do? Is it perfect? No. Would I like a lot more money? Hell yeah. But do I want to upturn the apple cart because there's a certain segment of the community that is upset because demographics and DNA and genetics is about to kick their ass? That's the question. And the only way you can solve that problem is going to vote. That's your equalizer. That's your, that's your Aladdin's lamp. That's your King Arthur's sword. That's your leafer mill in The Hobbit. That's the sword of Gondar. That vote. That's your lightsaber. That's your X-wing fighter. Whatever analogy you want to put on your vote, you can because that's what it is. I have, and here's the thing. 
mine is just as powerful as yours. The question is, how do you use it? How do how do how are how are you going to use it? Are you going to use it? Because if you don't use it, you might as well have been unarmed. So how will you use it? That's the question. We're talking about leadership. This is a classic example that gubernatorial candidate in Michigan who wants to lead you. You got a lot of these people say, oh, I'm, I'm, I've got name recognition. I'll just run for office. That's what Herschel Walker is doing. Speaking of leaders, you want him leading you? You want him to be a representation? It shouldn't matter whether you're black or white. At some point, you should look at that and say, you know what, If you, maybe you're Republican and say, we really want this seat, but man, do I want to embarrass myself by voting for that guy who now has another allegation of a woman whom he pregnated and impregnated and forced to have an abortion? Do, do, do you really want that? Do you want to use that weapon that I just described with all of those analogies? Do you want to use that on a Herschel Walker? Hmm. Again, we're talking about leaders. How do we pick our leaders and what characters should they possess? You don't look, I don't expect our leaders to be perfect. They're not. But I expect them to have, you know, there are a lot of people think, who thought Barack Obama was just perfect. I didn't. I had some very serious criticisms about Barack Obama and still do today. But overall, I have major respect for the man. Don't have to be perfect. But there are certain qualities that at least the person that I want to represent me and get my vote and be my president should have. Donald Trump was not one of them. George Bush was not one of them. Bill Clinton was not one of them. And even those who lost, Hillary Clinton, I didn't vote for Hillary. I, I voted third party. I didn't want Hillary Clinton to be president, not based on her history. Just didn't. You can say, well, you reason Donald Trump. No, I'm not, because had y'all went out and voted, she still would have won. And by the way, had white suburban women voted for her, she would have won. They all broke towards Donald Trump, at least the majority. But it's about leadership. There are certain qualities that your leaders must have. And I'm asking this question because I think personally in our community, our black community, there are some issues with who our leaders are going forward. The fact that you still have people like Louis Farrakhan. Yes, he's revered. But what is, I think Farrakhan's like 84, 85. Who is his replacement? 
The fact that we didn't have a leader, a replacement for Dr. King. Oh, who are they now? You see, we, we used to, I used to hear people say, well, you know, we don't have a Dr. King, but it's the community now. Well, you understand now that the community can't guide you. You need someone in that community with feet on the ground. What are, where are the Malcolms of the day? I, I'm asking the question, who leads us? I, I, I guess the closest that we have is what, William Barber, Reverend River, w- William Barber? But he's up in age, too. So where are those leaders? You all have heard me say, I don't think black preachers are good leaders today. They're certainly not cut from the cloth that, that, that they were 20, 30 years ago. When, yeah, they understood that they were, they were men of the cloth. But they also understood about black power. And work to solidify that hard. Now all of a sudden we're so fractionalized with these religions that they're too busy trying to outdo one another as opposed to lead the people. So you all know I've we've talked about that. Black black preachers are not good polit- politicians. We've seen that right here in the Arkansas race, where you don't attack. Raphael Warnock finally ran an ad against Herschel Walker about um, this this abortion and anti-abortion, but that race shouldn't be that close. So who are our leaders? And the reason I'm talking about this, unfortunately, is because of Kanye West. And I've been fascinated as I've looked out on social media, the comments from black people as it relates to Kanye West and and this so-called fealty to this fool. And when you think about our leaders in our community, as opposed to their leaders in their community, look at their backgrounds. Ours are entertainers who came into money by, in a lot of cases, pushing poison on the on our own community. We talked about that a lot in the last show when we when we featured Mike White. What Kanye is saying is not anything new that we already know. We already know that that many of the record labels are owned by Jewish buyers. We we know that. I watched an interesting piece uh, from The Breakfast Club, and I don't watch this show a lot, and this was actually someone had posted it. And they had, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't remember the, the, the record executive's name. He was Jewish, and they were talking about the poison that they were sending into the black community as far as rap lyrics were concerned. And he had no remorse about it and admitted that, no, they wouldn't do it in their community. But people like, so y'all think that Jay-Z is a hero because he, he 
is where he is today, but think about the music that he pushed in the community. It fascinates me, and you've heard me talk about the fact that many that 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 Rick Ross is having a having a uh, a revival tour, traveling around America with a book, talking about, "Hey, feel sorry for me. I'm Rick Ross. I only poison your neighborhoods with crack cocaine, but I'm okay." And we're saying, "Oh, come on, it's okay." They're looking at that's a leader, really. Tupac, Biggie, these are your heroes that did nothing more than make music and died a quick life simply because they didn't understand that what they what they preached about in their music would come to fruition if they continued to live the life that they lived. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings here, but we need to do some reevaluation on who our leaders are. Let me ask you a question, and I was thinking about this today. Many of you all who have followed me, you know who my favorite artist is, okay? Prince. Would I have wanted Prince to be uh, a senator? No. Would I call Prince a leader for the black community? When you know what he did behind the scenes, which that's the point, he really was. But he wasn't out there, look at me, look at me, look at me. But but honestly speaking, would I want him as a leader? Pick another, Michael Jackson is another. Would you want him as your leader? Hmm. With all the quirks and idiosyncrasies that came along with those types of those that that genre, the entertainment community, do you want them as your leader? You you want them to be at the table negotiating with China and, and, and Russia about nuclear disarmament? I don't. Mad respect for you and the money you made in the music industry, even though you sold blood to make it, sold our blood to make it, because our children today are participating in activities that are that you are fostering in your music. Let's not be let's not hesitate about that. Let's let's be real about that. Okay, But you know what? I'm not mad at you. That's you. All right? But do I want you to be my leader? See, that that's the real question. Do I want you to be my leader? Do I, do I want you to, 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 to negotiate the, you know, minimum wage? Do I, do I want you to be in the halls of, uh, of the Capitol leading this, 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 this country forward? No, I don't. And that's the problem with some of our kids. Because they see these people as leaders and they don't evaluate them critically. And that's the problem. And that's why all of this stuff about Kanye, it's like they take a little bit and they forget the other. They forget that Kanye talked about 
George Floyd died because he was on drugs. You forget about that. Didn't y'all march? I'm just asking. A couple of summers ago, didn't y'all march for George Floyd and many others because of police brutality? But wasn't George Floyd's murder? Wasn't that the catalyst? But it's okay for Kanye to say that? Yeah, it's great that Kanye is pointing out the fact that that many of the the the, the television markets and radio uh, markets and and producers are Jewish. That's great. I already knew that. The question is, now that you made your money, because at one point you were worth a billion dollars, why don't you go and try to collaborate with other black people and buy up some of those radio and television markets? as what is by what Byron uh, Allen is doing. Why didn't you do that? Kanye. And why aren't y'all who love y'all some Kanye? Why aren't y'all asking him that same question? Because see one thing we in the black community and this is why I love um I tell you what I got to take a break man. I was uh going along here Tell you what, we're going to skip that break. We're going to take it to the top of the hour on this one. We'll make it up. But one thing I love about working for Joynet Radio is the fact this is black-owned and operated. I have no doubt that there have been people who have called J.C. Love and said, hey, that Dave Coleman, he's radical. You need to get him off the air, yada, yada, yada. But see, you don't dictate what goes on over here. We have our own voice. And J.C. Loves understands the power of black media and why it's so important in the radio sphere. We understand that. That's why this show is called Black Focus Radio. But when you're on their formats, when you're dependent upon them for you to make your dollars, and when you act a fool, they're going to slap you back into reality. And what you're seeing what's happening with Kanye West is that very thing. And what our young people are not paying attention to is why this is happening. Because you realize that the power that you thought Kanye had he didn't have it. None of our black leaders have it. We have the money, but what are you doing for with the money? Throwing your money away. Throwing it away. Instead of collaborating with the black community. And then I, I, I saw somewhere where a rapper who apparently owns some land in Georgia said that, oh, Kanye, you can come down here and do what you do on my land. But see, you don't understand manufacturing. See, Kanye could use other people's resources to manufacture his product and slap his name on it. That saves him money. When you start, when you when you're doing from the seed to the sapling to the big tree, that's a whole new ball game. 
And because many of you all don't understand it, y'all think, oh, yeah, Kanye, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm for Kanye, yeah, oh, yeah, Kanye was right. Uh, no, he wasn't. He really wasn't. I hate the brothers going down this path, but as I say often, as I say often, when you crap on people going up, you're going to smell it on the way down. And I don't feel sorry for the brother. All this stuff about white lives matter. And it's so funny. Uh, I, I tell you what, and we'll do this after top of the hour, but I want to, I want to, I want to play this piece from TMZ. And this guy's name is Van Latham. And he confronted Kanye when Kanye was on the show. And this is number straight facts. But y'all don't, y'all, I didn't hear y'all calling out Kanye about this. So just check this out. What you're doing right now is actually the absence of thought. And the reason why I feel like that, because Kanye, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to believe whatever you want. But there is fact and real world, real life consequence behind everything that you just said. And while you are making music and being an artist and living the life that you've earned by being a genius, the rest of us in society have to deal with these threats to our lives. We have to deal with the marginalization that has come from the 400 years of slavery that you said for our people was a choice. Every day we have to walk into that truth while you choose to say things that, to be honest with you, dog, are nonsensical. You want to think freely? That's fine. I'll combat your free thought with my free thought because mine is grounded in a reality that I have been given and a reality that I'm going to change, but I'm not going to do it by pretending that the enemies are on the same team as me. And frankly, I'm disappointed, I'm appalled, and brother, I am unbelievably hurt by the fact that you have morphed into something, to me, that's not real. That's the way I feel. Stand on all the coffee tables you want to stand on, say whatever you want to say, but don't throw a stone, then hide your hand like the rest of us are just going to swallow it. Yay, be yay. I'm off it forever. Do you. But remember, the life that I live is as a real person, an actual person. Now, the thing is he now that young man was a producer for TMZ, a cushy job. After that exchange, apparently Van Latham is his name. He lost his job. Did Kanye reach out to him and say, man, I got you. Come work for me. Hmm? By the way, did any of you all out there who love y'all some Kanye, who try to make it up as you go, as try to figure out what Kanye is trying to say, I've figured it out for you. This let let's let let's let Oswald Bates in his eloquence tell us what Kanye is really trying to do. Here we go, Oswald. Well, I thought I had it queued up. Hang on a minute. Let me get it. Here we go. So let's let's do this. Here we go. 
The pantheatic philosophy of your book, you understand, has syphilized the shack, you dig? And opened my mucal membranes, you understand, to a world, oh yes, a world of nocturnal commissions. Gordon, may I? That's Oswald Bates. And every time I hear someone try to explain what Kanye is doing, it sounds just like that. And you call this guy your leader. I heard someone say, well, we ought to boycott Adidas. And yeah, at one point, if you don't know Adidas history, yeah, they served the Nazis at one point. We know, we know that. We ought to boycott Adidas for Kanye because Kanye didn't know how to keep his mouth shut because Kanye thought that the crazy he got that people would just tolerate it. Why would we do that? Why would anyone even suggest that we would do that? Now, I'll be honest, I don't buy Adidas. But why would we do that? Here's a guy who has turned his back on the black community. Here's a guy who has said slavery was a choice. Well, y'all not upset with Kanye because he said that? I'm just asking. So you're saying if a white man would have said that, y'all have been all up in his grill. But Kanye says it, and nobody, there's a segment of this black community just thought, oh, that's just Kanye. But we still going to buy his records. I still love me some Kanye. Not understanding his influence. It's crazy. Kanye said slavery was a choice. So you're saying to me that those men, women, and children got on that boat, self-lashed themselves in the bowels of those ships, peed, urinated, crapped, pooped, whatever you want to call it, regurgitated, throw, threw up all over one another. They did that because that was their choice, because they knew that they were going to come to America and then they would be whipped, they would be raped, they would be castrated, they would be hung. And you say that was a choice. And none of you all took him to task. Even when he broke out White Lives Matter, he just did that to stir your choice, your voice. None of y'all chastised him. Now all of a sudden, that the white people done canceled him? We got to run to his rescue? Well, you know what? He still got quite a bit of money. Did, did Kanye run to our rescue? Did I hear when, when Black Lives Matter was going on, did I see Kanye funding bus rides to these events? Did I see Kanye, uh, you know, doing different things to support the cause? No. Kanye is no leader. Just like Snoop Dogg's no leader. Just like Russell Simmons isn't a leader. Just like Jay-Z isn't a leader. Yeah, they got billions of dollars. Woo, wow. But you lead by empowering your community. 
Let me say that again. You lead by empowering your community. And the leaders that this generation of black people have chosen would rather flush you down the drain. They're no different than Michael Jordan. They're no different than Michael Jordan who say, you know, Republicans buy shoes too. Don't really care that black people are dying in the streets with police brutality and poverty and stuff like that. I can't say that. Black people are buying, white people buy shoes too. They're no different. They're just, they're the same. More when we return. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinatradio.com. David W. Coleman, host of Black Focus Radio and the weekly sports magazine. We here at joinedradio.com would like to thank you for all the love and support you've given us. Our goal is to keep you inspired and informed daily with quality programming from gospel music, news talk, and sports. Log on to joinedradio.com for the program lineup, and while there, be sure to make a donation, then download our app and carry us anywhere in the world. Please continue to spread the word about Joined radio.com and if you are an entrepreneur or have an upcoming event or you'd like to start a show let the professional writers and producers here at joinedradio.com help you get the word out call me at 615-554-0568 for more details in the meantime stay informed and inspired daily right here on joinedradio.com hello to quality time at marco's Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, primo. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. 
Hey folks, are you looking for a place to exchange ideas and talk about the issues that affect our community? Then join me, David W. Coleman, and my co-host, Robert Webb, for Black Focus Radio every Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. on joinedradio.com. We like to say, it's our issues, our solutions, our voices. Download the latest podcast on your favorite platform. Also catch us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Hello, this is gospel recording artist Tina Adams, and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. The show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. You damn near have to be a black Anglo-Saxon. They know the difference. You know what I'm talking about. You worked on jobs. You've, You've seen how white people relate to black people that really kiss their behinds, they'll tell you, oh, I love Jane, I just love it. They want, why can't you be more like Jane? Because mm-hmm. you can't have a black conscience. It's all right to have a white conscience. Mm-hmm. Things can be too black, but they can never be too white. They can't be white enough. Right. Now, you've heard white people go, that's too black. Mm-hmm. What nerve? But no one says that's, that's, no one goes around saying that's too white. Mm-hmm. Just like the, from the OJ trial, the race card. People black and white will use it on you. Don't use the race card on me. That's to weaken it. That's to make it not valid, a race card. What white folks forget is there's 52 cards in the deck. If we're going to play with cards, let's play with all of them. Let's play the Jew card. Let's play the homophobic card. Let's play the sexist card. Let's play the card white folks are born with in their butt, the master card. Let's play all these damn cards. It ain't one card in the deck. If I'm wrong, correct me. How many cards in the deck? Uh huh. And when I get to calling them cards, they don't want to play. Hollywood likes you a certain way. They like you a certain way. They have a yeah. Hollywood's interesting. They like you a certain way when you're black. Mm-hmm. You damn near have to be a black Anglo-Saxon. That's the great late Paul Mooney, who spoke, said it like it is. See, Paul Mooney understood. Paul Mooney could have probably made a lot more money, but Paul Mooney wasn't going to conform. And he understood that because he was on a different mission. The The, the point is, what what is Kanye on? 
And why are y'all following someone like this? Why do you think that's important for you to carry his water when he clearly doesn't care about you? Why do you think this guy is a leader? This, see, this whole show is really talking about who are, who are our leaders? Who's going to take our community and our message of freedom and hope for our children into the future? Because if we are saying that that the only people that, that you believe in, and I and look, I see a lot of my friends, younger friends, they carrying Kanye's water. Kanye tried to tell y'all, Kanye this, Kanye woke, Kanye. No. Kanye is doing nothing more than taking pit, bits and pieces of great literary scholars from the black community and fashioning them together and saying things just to take people off. He doesn't believe what he's saying. That makes it even more dangerous. And that's why I played the parody of Oswald Bates. It's because when you talk to these people, as I said, none of them can tell you specifically what Kanye is doing. And it always ends up being, well, you know, Kanye going to do what Kanye want to do. Okay? That's not a leader. It just isn't. That's the problem. What you all don't understand. That's the problem. Is there is no leadership in the black community. Because... If there were, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to speak your peace as it relates to the violence that is going on in our communities. If there was a leader in our communities, then they should be able to garner not just votes, but bodies to be down at that at the at the city board meeting every Tuesday to voice your concerns about the violence that is going on in our communities, not from a political standpoint, but from a police standpoint and how the guns and the drugs continually get to our communities when it is the, it is the most underserved. That's what leaders do. Leaders don't hide behind their millions. And if you don't even want to do that, I mentioned Prince. Prince quite often supported black causes. You just didn't know it. He put his money where his mouth was. The, look, I've told you, I respect LeBron James not because of what he does on the basketball court. But you all don't understand that when LeBron James first came into being, I was doing sports radio uh, morning drive in Nashville, Tennessee. That's what I was doing. And I said then that I don't think LeBron's going to make it. Because at that time, we knew about his mom's history. He was he had an uncle that had a shady character. He was a shady character. Uh, I, I didn't think it was a good idea for LeBron to go pro. He's proved me wrong. And he's proved me wrong by not trying to make himself the center of attention, but leading by example from fatherhood to relationships 
to giving back to communities, keeping his word, and you see the hatred that is put out against this brother because, see, he's counter to what the media portrays. See, it's okay to promote the rapper who talks, excuse me, who talks about how many holes he got, how many nines he got, drinking lean. That's okay. That's what that's what that 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 Jewish record executive said on um, the Breakfast Club. Oh, that's okay. What you all don't understand is that this argument has been going on for quite some time. There was what was it a judge here when I first moved back who wanted to go to the record stations and stop them from playing rap music. And more importantly, why why don't our black men and women who make this music understand how it affects us? Why is that so hard for them to understand? Are they so drunk with money that they simply don't care? I would argue yes. They are. I'm looking for a quote and I can't find it, but it talks about, you know, your body is 80% water, right? And it talks about how music affects your body because of its water content. And it makes all the sense in the world, but I can't, it's just typical. I've, I've seen it. I saw it prior to the show, but for whatever reasons, I can't find it now. That's weird. But I say that to say that they're exactly right. What music does to your body, as I say, it's and because I I've, I've read this stuff, I'm I'm real into the mind and how the mind operates. Okay, and how you message the mind. I'll tell you a little story. When my kids were in the womb, you know what I did. See, I know it works. When my daughter was in the womb, I read to her all the time. Okay. Now that my daughter is an adult, and even when she was a kid growing up, she was a she loved reading. When my son was in the womb, I was in school for biomedical engineering, and I would read, come home and read my math equations to him. My son is a math whiz today. <laughs> so what occurred is, and I've heard parents say that when they were pregnant, mothers say when they were pregnant, they used to listen to a certain kind of music and Lo and behold, that kid came out loving music. What I'm saying to you is your mind is a sponge. Even as you get, although it's, it's more so when they're infants and children, but your mind never stops growing 
and garbage in, garbage out. And if you're listening to this trash every day of your life, at some point you could say all you want, well, I don't believe in that stuff. It don't matter to me, yada, yada, yada. It's still, unfortunately, colors your mind and potentially could make you make choices that you wouldn't normally make. I'm just being real with you, folks. That's why this stuff is so dangerous. And this is why those record executives will tell you. And that's why I, that's why I played that full version of White Mike so you all can understand that there was a white man telling you what was going on. That's why I say what Kanye is saying is not. By the way, that piece was done back in 2014. So what Kanye is saying is nothing new. The question is, what are we going to do about it? Because the fact of the matter is, the majority of those record companies are owned by Jewish people. These are the same people, would they wouldn't let you sing about the atrocities of uh, of the Jews. And, and I, I heard just lately that one of the things that Kanye wanted to do in his next album was name it Hitler. Now, he knew that wasn't going to fly. That's just stupidity. But the point is that there they was, if that's true, now that's just what I read. I don't know. Uh, it hadn't been corroborated. But if that's true, then that speaks to what we've been saying is that they are not going to allow you to bastardize or say anything on the national stage that is detrimental to the Jewish community. Yet they make billions of dollars off of that very same thing being done in the black community. That's a fact. Now, those who are listening to this, they will get mad. They'll get angry. But what Dr. Ben Yoakum said on the other show is that American Jews seem to want to dictate how you look at Judaism. And his point being, and many people have made the comment, and I knew it was coming. You hear me say all the time that they are our children. This is part of the reason I say that is because what you don't realize is that if some, but if not all, Black people are Jewish. You heard Dr. Ben talk about being called a falasha. If you don't want to understand or believe what I say, go read the Valley of the Dry Bones. There are, there are pictures of black Jews. We know just by evolution. We know just by DNA. We know just by genetics that the black had to be here before the white because we know, we know that having the lack of melanin is a small form of deformity. Nothing serious. That's genetic deficiency. That's a better way to say it. That's a fact. So for a white Jewish person to tell Dr. Ben Yoakum that they that Dr. Ben Yoakum was rewriting history, the fact of the matter is Again, that white replacement theory thing that I talked about earlier in the show, that's what was going on there. 
That's what's been going on. And now that people are understanding it and, and, and we have legitimate black scholars who are going back and debunking this stuff, it brings on more questions. And when it gets to the point where you can't talk about it, then we should be asking the questions why. So if you all are legitimately behind Kanye West and you're concerned that, oh, he's being silenced, then maybe you need to do some research yourself and be able to talk about the issue legitimately from an educational standpoint because it's been out there for years. I remember living in Memphis decades ago when uh, the uh, Ramses the Great uh, monument, the exhibit came to Memphis. And it came to Memphis specifically because the Egyptian people thought that it was neat that there was a city in America named Memphis, which there's a city in Egypt on the Nile named Memphis. And at that time, I was just a, a producer on a local talk show, and this was a white station, and got a call from a white woman that called up and was thrilled that she had went to see Ramesses the Great, but she had one question she wanted to ask the host. And the question was, why do they look black? <laughs> Not so, not so a little bit later on in that same year, this when uh, I want to say Israel had a mini war with, was, uh, with I want to say, was it Syria? This was back in the, the late 90s, the early 90s. And the Commercial Appeal, which was the, which was the newspaper for the city of Memphis, published a picture of a Israeli soldier. And that soldier was black. And we got a call from a listener who said, did you see the picture in the, in the Israeli newspaper this morning? Yes, we did back then. So we didn't have computers. We, every, every day we got it. We had to get a newspaper and you got two or three of them. One was always placed on the host desk. The other one was in the producer's room just in case the host walked out with one. And we always had an extra. And then the other one went to the general manager. And this lady called and said, did you see the picture of that black soldier, an Israeli soldier? How is it that he's black? At the time, that white talk show host couldn't explain it. I could because I had just read The Valley of the Dry Bones. He was a falasha. So what's my point? My point is that Kanye made some sense. And I've got a list right now that I could go to. Right now, Barry Weiss is a Jewish, uh, and he's a CEO of Island Def Jam Records until recently, and until he recently resigned. There's a whole list of these guys. I, I, I'm not just exaggerating. There's a whole list of these guys who either was at one point the CEOs, all of them Jewish, the CEOs of these record companies, or still is. 
And they are the ones who have the yay or nay on whether or not this poison is being pushed to our communities. And the question I'm asking, if we had real leaders, why aren't these questions being asked to those executives? That's my point. But see, if you're going to make an argument before you make the argument, then you've got to have people behind you that's going to stand up with you. And you know better than I do that the black community had turned tail and run quick as giggles, unfortunately. They'll, 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 they'll sell you down a river for 30 pieces of silver. Yeah, I said it. I know you're mad. You should be mad. Because you know I'm telling the truth. Kanye is not your leader. I don't feel sorry for him. And none of, and, and neither are none of, uh, of these other so-called rappers. If they're your leaders, then I'll tell you, you're in trouble. We'll take a break. Black Focus Radio. I don't care if you're mad at me. I, yeah, I said it. Because this somebody needs to say it. It's just like that kid acting a fool in the middle of the grocery store. Instead of looking at him and mumbling under your breath, where's the mama? Maybe somebody needs to say, young man, you need to chill out. I'm just saying. Back at a moment. Kanye and all you others need to chill out. gospel recording artist Tina Adams and I'm so excited about my new EP that has just dropped on all major digital platforms. This music is going to touch your soul because it depicts and gives an imagery of everyday life situations. So go and be blessed. Again, search for See About Me by Tina Adams on your favorite digital platform. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you will shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. 
Synergy Insurance Group is the small business that we need to turn everybody on to. Javita Nelson is the expert advisor and licensed in 20 states. Synergy Insurance Group has been offering personalized insurance services since 1997. Call Javita at 877-GO-LOVE-INS. She can help you with old-fashioned personal service. Synergy Insurance Group is the one that you want and need for affordable insurance. Specializing in burial plans that will allow you and yours to personalize your final expenses. Check out Synergy Insurance Group on the web at synergyinsgroup.biz. Or talk to Javita at 877-GO-GLOVE-INS. The purpose of this commercial is to promote various insurance products. National producer numbers 1661510 and 7529748. Hi, this is Alvin from Havivi's Durable Medical Equipment Company. Because of COVID, many of us have lost our jobs and and are unable to feed our kids like we wish. If your child is underweight, five years of age or older, and on Medicaid, you may be able to get formula to help them regain their healthy weight. You will need a prescription from their primary care physician and give us a call and let us help. Our number is 501-663-1553. We are open five days a week from 9 to 5. Have your doctor fax your prescription to our fax line, which is 501-661-0738 today. Keeping your child healthy is our priority. That's Habibi's, 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 your durable medical equipment center. We are located 4317 East Broadway in North Little Rock. That number again is 663-1553. 663-1553. Hey guys, this is David Ashley, Deacon David Ashley. I want to turn y'all on to the Deacon Days radio show. It's a praise project. We're going to be playing music from inspirational artists and gospel artists from all over the world, never ever heard of. And also we'll be interviewing and asking them very pertinent questions to why and how they came up with their music. Don't forget, the Deacon Dave's radio show, it's a praise project. Saturdays from 10 to 11 on joynetradio.com. Dynamic Dave for JoinetRadio.com. I'm inviting all small businesses to contact me at 855-525-5683 and let Joinet Radio set up an advertising package specifically designed with your business in mind. This is a great opportunity for small businesses to get your products on the air. Do you want to get the word out about a new business? Joinet Radio is for you. Do you want to advertise your event or social game? Gathering, Joinet Radio is for you. Do you preach or teach? Do it right here on joinetradio.com. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at 855-525-5683 or go to joinetradio.com and review our great lineup of shows. Let's help each other and let's get your products in the hands of consumers across the country. Call me, Dynamic Dave, at joinetradio.com at 855-525-5683. I'll talk to you soon. All right, welcome back to the show. Black Focus Radio, our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. Hit us up on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. A lot of ways you can get in touch with us. 
we're kind of talking about leadership and mixing this Kanye stuff all together in a big mishmash and trying to get something out of it. And I'm hoping that what you'll get out of it, particularly young people, is looking at your leaders. I, I remember um, a friend of mine. Okay. And there are certain guys that you know, just being around them, that they are cut from a different quilt. And this particular young man, um, Roosevelt Thompson, we knew he was cut from a different clip, a different quilt. Roosevelt was killed on the way to, I believe he was on the way to Harvard, driving back from Little Rock, and we all hurt collectively. Even people that didn't grow up with him, didn't know him personally, hurt. He was going to do great things. That was a leader. When you look at leadership in other communities and you look at their backgrounds, they are scholars. They're engineers. They're doctors. They they are uh, road scholars. When you look at the leaders in the black community, they're preachers. They're teachers. They're entertainers. Look, look, look at what look at the image that we have for black women today. It's people like Lizzo. Not because she's a big girl, but because how she presents herself. Nicki Minaj. Cardi B. Megan 3000. Your platform is your face. How you present yourself is how people are going to view you, whether you like it or not. And if you are black, you already have the white stigma of being black against you. These are our leaders. You go through social media today and you'll find more black people supporting Kanye West. A, a couple of months ago, it was Lizzo. A couple of months ago, it was someone else. None of these people have any bearing on your lives whatsoever except for the fact that they are entertainers. And those are the people that we support. But we won't support a black man starting his own business. And now you want me to go out and boycott Adidas because a black man with a billion dollars, or at least was worth a billion dollars, had the unmitigated gall to use this platform not just to attack Jewish people, but black people too. And we want to, we, we, we'll say, oh, well, it's okay for him to attack black folks. It's like what Robert likes to say. Okay. 
It's okay for me to be a nigga. Just don't call me a nigga. Whew. If that is not appropriate today, it will never be. So for Robert, I mean, for for us as black people, that's that's how we're living our lives. We're, we're living it in a fantasy world as if we got power. The fact that we can go now and eat at their restaurants and tear their restaurants up and act a fool. I, I keep thinking of some of the things that, that we are allowing our children to do today as if it's okay. And you wonder why the majority of the communities don't, other communities don't respect us. We have no political clout. Yeah, we got a black vote, but you don't, half the time you don't use it. We have no economic clout. We have $1.2 trillion annually. That's what we, we generate in revenue. But less than 10% of that money goes to black businesses. What kind of power do you think you have? That's why your children are dying in the street. That's why your neighborhoods are not being taken care of. Because you have no clout. You have no financial clout and you have no political clout and you think it's okay to continue this process and you think for some, by osmosis I'm assuming that we're going to come out okay because we black and we always do. Well, that's balderdash and I'm being kind. We have to take control of our community and all of its resources. And we have to let people know that when you when you slight us, there will be consequences. And that includes black people. I keep going back to this thing about Rick Ross and how black communities across this country is accepting this guy who was the the one person who literally poisoned all of black America, at least helped. Yes, he was a pawn. But you know what? You don't have to be a pawn. He was selfish. He was more concerned about himself than anything and anyone else. And that's just the bottom line on that. And how you all can accept this guy without him having some recompense. It's unbelievable to me. And you're doing this over and over and over and over and over again. And we're not getting anywhere for it. That's what concerns me. And when you try to do something, when you try to enlighten today's brothers and sisters, it's almost as if they don't want to be. They don't do it their way. Not understanding that you stand on the, on the shoulders and the backs of people who fought and died for you to be where you are. And many of them would turn over in their graves if they see what they have wrought. I'm just being uh, honest with you. Not trying to be hard, but we got to have a hard conversation. We have to have a hard conversation. A conversation that none of us wants to have because we're too, uh, too afraid that it's going to hurt somebody's feelings. You know what? It's like I always say. If I if you see me out on the street and I got a booger hanging out my nose, 
I might be dressed to the nines. And you might look at me and say, man, he really sharp. He got a booger hanging out of his nose. Please tell me I got a booger hanging out of my nose. You're not going to hurt my feelings. And right now, the black community has a booger hanging out their nose. All around us. Our children, adults. Some of the videos I see of grown black people fighting in Walmart. Unbelievable. Where are we? Where are we going? But you see, the reason that we are so fractured is that we have nobody that can call us to the table. See, it used to be the preachers could, but they don't do that anymore. Many of them are more concerned about their financial gain than saving not just souls, but saving the community. Because, see, when I was doing work in the community, I knew one thing. I can't save you unless I deal with your personal needs. So when we did programs for young children, we understood that when they got off that bus, the first thing that we were going to do is that we're going to feed them. And then after we fed them, then we taught them. Hello? So if we're not dealing with the personal needs of our community, how do we expect to build a community? If we're not preaching every day, wherever we go, that if you're going to spend money in the black community, well, not if, you must spend money in the black community. That's where your, that's where your economic and political power is. $1.2 trillion annually, more than the gross national product of Canada. Less than 10% of that money goes to black businesses. By the way, more than the ninth largest nation in the world, the black community in America, if it was a nation upon its own, would have a gross domestic product of $1.2 trillion. Hello. That's more than some islands. In fact, I just told you. It's more than the, it's the ninth largest nation in the world. Yet we do nothing to keep that money in our own communities. You wonder why it's dying? You wonder why we have death and destruction? A lot of it is black people. And many of you out there that are listening to me right now are making excuses why you don't spend money at a black business. And this is personal because I'm a black business owner. And many of you all out there who will like on my product when I post stuff on Facebook have never spent one dime with me. I dream about my black community spending money with my product so I can turn around and give back to the black community, but they don't spend money with me. You know, the majority of my customers are white. But they're like all day on my page. I just, I'm getting ready to do a pepper sauce. When I posted it, there were people out there liking, but every one of those people that liked it has never bought one thing from me, have never spent one dime with me. Nothing more than try the product. 
And here's the killer thing about it. I have a money-back guarantee that if you don't like the product, I'll give you your money back. So you, you, you don't even have anything to lose. Now, I'm not saying this because of my business, but I'm simply saying I'm saying this because of the mentality that black people have when it comes to black businesses. Nobody is going to save us from us for us but us. But we look to other communities. We look to other politicians to do what we should be doing ourselves. And even though we may not have the, the, the majority for the vote, we certainly have the majority when it comes to our people. And we can vote in blocks. But the reason we don't do that is back to what we were originally talking about at the beginning of the show is who are our black leaders? Because if we had black leaders, if we had legitimate black leaders, then guess what? They could call us to arms. They could tell us, hey, look, here's what we should be doing. And we would take them at their word. But those people don't exist for us. And we can't say there aren't black leaders. We're just picking the wrong ones. Eight five 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 two five five six eight three is the number. Your leader is not Jay Z, not Rick Ross, not Prince, Michael Jackson. Not DMX or any of these rappers who seem to be dying at an early age because they tend to want to live their lives based on what they sing about. It's not leadership. They're not martyrs. They're just dead black folks that just didn't get it. Back in a moment. W. Coleman, host of Black Focus Radio and the weekly sports magazine. We here at joinedradio.com would like to thank you for all the love and support you've given us. Our goal is to keep you inspired and informed daily with quality programming from gospel music, news talk, and sports. Log on to joinedradio.com for the program lineup, and while there, be sure to make a donation. Then download our app and carry us anywhere in the world. Please continue to spread the word about Joined 
internetradio.com. And if you are an entrepreneur or have an upcoming event or you'd like to start a show, let the professional writers and producers here at joinedradio.com help you get the word out. Call me at 615-554-0568 for more details. In the meantime, stay informed and inspired daily right here on joinedradio.com. Hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments, and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, primo. David W. Coleman here for Coleman's Dynamic Rib Rub and Rib Nuts. Go to ribrub.com, that's R-I-B-B-R-U-B-B.com right now, and stock up on the best dry marinades for baking, grilling, and smoking your favorite meats. Three great flavors, hot and spicy, original, and scorching. Try them at your next cookout and you'll shout, bacon, grill it, shake it, oh yeah! Only one place to get Coleman's Dynamic products, that's ribrub.com. Easy to order and I'll ship direct to you or to friends and family anywhere in the United States. While on the site, be sure to check out other great items, especially the rib nuts. Who'd have thunk it? Peanuts sauteed in a barbecue marinade? That's just crazy good. Get them at ribrub.com right now, along with other great recipes. That's ribrub.com. If you don't like my rib rub or rib nuts, I'll give you money back. Do it today. That's Coleman's Dynamic Products at ribrub.com. Hey folks, are you looking for a place to exchange ideas and talk about the issues that affect our community? Then join me, David W. Coleman, and my co-host, Robert Webb, for Black Focus Radio every Monday through Friday, noon to 2 p.m. on joinatradio.com. We like to say, it's our issues, our solutions, our voices. Download the latest podcast on your favorite platform. Also catch us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. That's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinatradio.com. Welcome back to Black Focus Radio, the last segment of the show today. I want to remind people the month of November is going to be a busy month for me. Uh, We will do as many live shows as we can. As a matter of fact, I am actually, I'm trying to decide whether or not I'm going to take my equipment with me. Uh, We'll we'll figure that out later. Uh, But... um, hmm. I don't think I'm going to, now that I think about it. But anyway, we'll figure out something. Uh, but the show, some of them will be live. Some of them will be pre-recorded. But uh, that's just the nature of my business right now. Uh, we've spent a lot of time. In fact, we basically spent the entire show talking about leadership in some form or another. You know, and I've, you know, even before I, th- I thought about I've been thinking about this show all day. And and thinking about the show, I I um and I and I I must admit I'm saddened because I don't have an answer to the question that I asked earlier in the show because it was the question that I asked myself: Who are our black leaders today? Who can we look to? 
and legitimately feel like that person is going to be honest and tell us the truth. I'm not, I, I, I'm not looking for perfection because I understand every great leader is flawed. Hey, Malcolm was flawed. Marcus was flawed. Martin was flawed. But their quality in leadership so outweighed and outgained their flaws that it made them almost non-existent. Who is that person today? Who will lead the black community into the future? Who will be that beacon of light, hope, and inspiration for my granddaughter? Hmm. It's something to ponder. And I think we all, as black people, need to sit down and seriously ask those questions. You see, because just because you got a fancy car doesn't make you a leader. Just because you got a big church don't make you a leader. Just because you can run a football and, and slam a basketball don't make you a leader. Just because you got a lot of money doesn't make you a leader. What makes you a leader is the sacrifice that you're willing to give for your fellow man. You see, Malcolm gave it all. Marcus gave it all. Martin gave it all. They're not just martyrs. They're leaders. And I, I pray that that young black man or black woman is still there, is out there listening and, and being groomed and understand that we are only going to go as far as black men and black women go together. We cannot fall into this, this pitch of, oh, we're going to make sure that black women are taken care of and ignore black men. We're going to make sure that black men are taken care of and ignore black women. I almost fell victim to that years ago when I started my rights of passage program. You see, because I wanted to just do boys because boys was the problem. And for two years, I did rites of passage for boys only. Only. And a mother came to me and said, hey, my son went to your program and he came back a different young man. And I was looking at some of these pictures that I've done with the Teenage Survival Kit over the years. And it made me realize that it's important that we make sure that both sexes are taught the values of not just being a man or a woman, but being a black man or a woman. 
And that sister came to me and said, Mr. Coleman, my son came back, and he said how much he enjoyed it. They had a good time. It was a changed individual. But I have a daughter the same age. Why won't you do something for her? And I said, oh, ma'am, I can't do it for a girl. And I just told her, girls are too much trouble. I can't do it. Now I went home, and at the time I was married, I went home and talked to my wife. I counseled with myself. I counseled with, 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 with my spiritual advisor at the time. And they all left it up to me because it was my mission. They couldn't do, they couldn't drive the bus for me. And subsequently, I started including girls that very next year. We started doing what is called rites of passage and queenship. And that was very successful. By the time we had finished, we had 100 and our last group of kids was 130, 31 kids ages 12 to 19. So it disturbs me when we have programs for girls here. And there are some great programs going on for women only. And instead of women saying, hey, when you bring it up that why don't you include men, well, why don't you do it yourself? If we keep that mentality... There will, no, there will not be a self for us to do it for. And as I often say, that you see, and as I close my eyes and I think about it, you see, I see my DNA on the west coast of Africa. I see it in Mali and Benin. I see it in Nigeria. That's where it originated from. And I know that those ancestors didn't voluntarily get on those ships, as I said earlier. I know that they were stolen from that land, my ancestors, but I know for a fact that they came over here together. And they survived 400 years of the most brutal form of slavery that mankind has ever known together. And here in 20 22, we as black men and black women are more fraction, factionalized than any other time. And if we are going to save the black community, then we just can't save black women and black girls. We got to save them both. No man left behind. That's what we've got to start thinking about. We've got to make sure that every one of our children, male or female, are getting the best that they can get, are being treated the best that they can get, are, are going to the programs that they need to go to to be the best that they can be. And one of the ways that we can make sure and ensure that that is happening is by using our weapon. What is that weapon? You know what it is. 
that weapon is your vote. We are in a critical stage in American history, and you can either decide that you're going to participate in it, or you can decide to sit around as it burns down. And that's just really the bottom line on it. Hmm. Who's your leader? Who are our leaders? And isn't it time to stop glorifying those who bark the loudest and start uplifting those who are working the hardest? As I go, I'll leave you with this quote. I was asked why I am so quick to walk away from relationships and or friendships. It's because the older I get, I have no room for stupidity, ignorance, liars, manipulators, and people who insult my intelligence. Y'all have a good day. It's Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. Every day on joinetradio.com. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.